0: Welcome to the Lion's Roar Dharma Center podcast from Dona Darge Temple. This public talk by Lama Yeshe Jinpa was recorded during a regularly scheduled Sunday morning service.
1: So, I'm going to do some more teaching on um, the Shambhala journey today. I'm delighted to see so many people here on holiday weekend. I don't like to travel on a Labor Day weekend. So maybe that goes for everyone here. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, we're journeying, not traveling. That's good. <clears throat> the, um, uh, the metaphor and the actual place of Shambhala is our concern and the practices that allow us to take the... Uh, and the trainings that allow us to take the journey are my concern and our concern. I'm going to define some terms that I use in darshan and a sacred interview. I use training for the actual yogic practices you're doing on the cushion, so to speak. The the emotional and mental calisthenics you have to do. Like I'm doing this sadhana, I'm doing this practice text. Sadhana actually means means of accomplishment, which could be your whole practice, is your sadhana. Practice is what you're kind of doing in daily life when you're not doing the formal training. So formal training for me is like going to the gym, right? So you're doing so many repetitions, you're you're keeping track of your progress, um, you're working with a trainer like that, or martial arts, or your violin lesson, and... Practice would be uh, everything you're doing that is extra to that. So in a sense, your whole life is practice. You never say our training is going badly. (laughs) Uh, Darshan is not, particularly in the Shambhala practice, Darshan is not psychotherapy. So you don't show up saying, uh, "I didn't. This week wasn't very good. I didn't do very much practice. Or this week, or this week wasn't good. I didn't. My practice isn't good." Okay, so your training, like the the time where you're intentionally saying, "I'm doing this meditation," that's part of the path. Is is like always good. By definition. So if you do one minute, that's a good one minute. The motivation to do it is good. So, And a good training is one where you may have a lot of distractions, but you're staying present to it. So a good training isn't like, only like when you think you've succeeded in a uh, your perfectionist idea of what training is. (laughs) So, last week I said Yoda was wrong. Uh, It is about trying. Motivation is huge. So, uh, we say Dharma is good in the beginning, good in the middle, and good in the end. So, the correct way is to say first what your training is, and I'm interested, like, what happens when you do it? Now, most of the time, people don't even know the correct technique, so they can't, you know, like, uh, they're not even sure what's supposed to happen or how they're supposed to do it. So, so much of discussion is technique. you like, working out again, there's maybe a certain way to lift the weights, right? Or a certain way to do squats or something, right? If you do them wrong, you could injure yourself. So, I know a lot's technique, but the point is to to build muscle or to build resilience and to be healthy, correct? So uh, we don't, we always say, this is what I'm doing, this is my training, shamatha or vipassana or lojong or whatever practices, chenrezi, tara, and this is what happens when I do it. Just like that, this is the result. <clears throat> so when I'm when I'm using the technique of shamatha, uh, and, and I don't ha- you don't have questions about technique, wh- what's the result? Well, the result might be you notice that um, uh, for a long periods so you're, you're able to pay better attention and the mind is clear and more balanced. And until you attain shamatha, uh, so to speak. Uh, it's going to be spotty, right? So you always say, start off with a positive. You always say, this is what I've accomplished. This is what I'm training to. This is what I've accomplished. And these are my obstacles. There's always obstacles. But we, we say obstacles because it's kind of neutral. We don't say, well, this is where I'm doing it wrong. Or, I didn't do enough. It's just obstacles. course, obstacles. So then, then I get to say, well, how are you working with the obstacles? Like that. It's kind of like very, actually very somewhat mechanical. There's not supposed to be a story around shamatha practice. Mindfulness practice doesn't, by itself, the technique doesn't, doesn't have a storyline, right? For those people that... I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a foundation we build up ahead of time to create the motivation and the safety and the support doing prayers, doing meditations such as four thoughts that turn the mind to Dharma things like that but once you say, okay, my meditation object is my breath I'm doing shamatha then there's no storyline That's really important. Training. We actually have to get used to like there's no storyline. There are there are times when we have a storyline, doing narrative meditations. A lot of times there's storyline and doing uh, uh, Deity Buddha Deva practice, right? Storyline. Don't worry. There's plenty of storylines. But by itself the we could say the technique of basic mindfulness and awareness meditation, no storyline. So, I don't need to hear a storyline about how you're a bad person for not doing enough practice during the week. See, the journey is actually we 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 do involve a narrative, but once you're hiking on the mountain or you're surfing or... Um, you're using uh, a chainsaw on, on old growth timber, you don't want to storyline your head, you'll hurt yourself, right? <laughs> Whatever metaphor, like chiseling, woodworker types here, you're chiseling, you know, or, or you're chopping your vegetables Zen style. You don't want a storyline, right? You ever watch those videos on YouTube about the people like chopping up the watermelons and uh, you know? And I'm kind of you know, it's like it's even scary just to watch it. No, no, don't. Okay, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's like a mindfulness practice. It's like a shaman de practice. you know. It's like the you know, if they're thinking like, "Am I doing this right?" You'll chop your finger off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Samatha and of course, the Sanskrit, Shine and Tibetan um, calm biting, but that that's a very that's a very broad term. It means like mindfulness and balance and clarity and focus and energy, and uh, introspection and appreciation. All these things are uh, together. But the, other than just noticing whether you're on task and, and uh, noticing the quality of mind, there's, there's no personal storyline we get really off balance we may have to remind ourselves like why we're doing it like okay i'm just really lazy today and i'm not even you know paying attention to the training should i continue this or not you know that's could be an intelligent story or correction but it's not a personal storyline it's just a correction like you're driving down the freeway, or they don't do bumps anymore. Remember when everything in California had those little bumps on the freeway? They're not doing bumps anymore, are they? A little bit. They're still in place, but you know, you hit the bumps, and then, okay. You don't have time to do a storyline, right? You just correct yourself, the driving. Am I the only one that's ever done that? Okay. okay. You just, you just correct that that's the shamatha practice. Yeah. You don't kind of go there. I go again. I don't think I can do this. I don't know why. I, I've got to. I've got so many things I got to take care of, and you know now they're asking me to do this. You know, so no, just, just correct. Yeah. This this is all part of the journey. Sometimes we call it the a path, but. Uh, I wanted to broaden the context. So, when we're trying to create compassionate community on top of just being individually like nirvanaized or enlightened or something, then it's more of a journey, right? So, path aspect uh, we use sometimes, of course, but uh, the Mahayana, the yana, the vehicle, yana means like vehicle, sometimes translated as path, means like more than one person's going. So when you're going with someone, you're going on a journey. Someone's riding in the car with you, so you want to pay attention. It's different than you're driving alone. So really learning the shamatha practice of how to do a technique and just stay with the technique and stay with the obstacles and correct is like a huge deal. I'm obviously giving my shamatha pitch here, right? Okay. <laughs> Driving alone is one thing, but when you, you've got kids in the car, then, which is the Mahayana practice and Shambhala practice, then you really have to pay attention in the midst of distractions. A couple of times, when my kids were young, I actually pulled over. And I never really kicked them out of the car.
0: <laughs>
1: well, that would probably be reportable at this point. but uh, there, there are times when you say, well, right now, I, I've got so much going on, I, I'm just going to reset. So you might stand up and then sit down you you might splash water on your face. Um, But if you've made the commitment to sit uh, that 12, 18, 24, 48 minutes, come back. That's essential. So if you think of uh, your obscurations, uh, or distractions as your kids. Uh, you're not just going to leave them on the causeway, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. <laughs> come back when you stopped fighting. No, you're maybe pull over in Davis, but you're going to get back on the road. Maybe a little refresh time, but then come back to your seat. This builds a sense of confidence. Sometimes we, we have to be... We can't always just say, I'm just going to be doing shamatha even, you know, like if the oven's catching on fire. You know, go put it out and then come back to complete your session. That's the big journey, right? Because where people get disrailed is they go, well i I had to put out the fire on the stove, and i didn't you know then then I just stopped my practice or training and now I was totally derailed. no, you actually you put out the fire and then you come back and finish the session if you can or you, you try to do it at the end of the day, take someone to the hospital and you say well um uh, that was great um, uh, you know you're, you're hooked up to your feeding tubes and uh, or <laughs> your IV not feeding tubes and then uh, I- I'm going to do uh, my shamatha training now uh, I'm not kidding this is, uh, that's what I do I'm just telling you you know like okay so I've been to hospital plenty of times family members like I'm going to do it So, making that commitment to to the training and the journey is necessary. Otherwise, it'll always be something in samsara. You'll always have some, you know, well, you know, something happened. Of course, it's samsara. So, that's why the four thoughts that turn the mind to dharma are essential, called the outer preliminaries, to prepare for the journey. The first one we generally reflect on is the precious human birth which means a precious human birth which allow, with endowments that allows us to practice Dharma. Otherwise we think, well, what's so precious about this? <laughs> no, it's the precious human birth that gives us the qualities and the endowments to practice Dharma. So that we always reflect on that, number one. We start the journey that way. Then the second, anybody know the second thought? What's the second in this series? Impermanence. impermanence, yeah. So we reflect on impermanence. Uh, you know, just literally nothing lasts. <clears throat> this is the wisdom, right? This this should be kind of like the, uh, a little bit, you know, <laughs> incentive. Like, now's the time. That's what we're doing. We're not just going you know, this too shall pass, necessarily, we're going, well now, it it should be leading to an insight, which is like, well, now's the time to do the training. And what's the third one? Cause and effect in karma. Yeah. Well, um, cause and effect means if you start something it's going to finish no matter what and cause and effect doesn't have to be karma it's cause and effect with plants and sprouts and planets so that's cause and effect karma is a special kind of cause and effect that has intention to it usually the one we have to pay attention to but uh, we have to pay attention just to cause and effect, to just scientific cause and effect. But karma is that intentional quality. So if we create uh, a positive motivation, this is important part of uh, the Shambhala journey. Pardon, pardon, important the whole thing. If you create a positive um, and that positive is nurtured, um, it's going to have a positive effect. It will have a positive effect no matter what happens, but the positive effect is strengthened through training. Just making positive attention also has the immediate positive effect simultaneously. If we create a negative, then it will have negative effect immediately, uh, so you you want to do some kind of recognition, or liberation, or purification immediately too, and it will take effect if you do nothing. So that that's cause and effect, and karma are really, and impermanence are these huge like reality checks. Just you know, so the Buddha's last words were uh, probably accurately recorded as. Uh, all composite phenomena are subject to impermanence and decay be diligent in your practice and some traditions uh, you know uh, you know pay attention to your own intelligence be your own lamp right so the, the right effort and the cause and effect are absolutely essential if you don't do anything nothing will happen so and to practice if you do the training you try to pay attention to one object and continually return to that well let's just have a show of hands will Will you eventually be successful yes yes, yes is the right answer <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying hard not to call on people like Sabina was going you put people on the spot by calling on them <laughs> And I said, well, then my psychotherapist side says, it sounds like you don't want to be called on. <laughs> <laughs> that's how therapists think, right? Don't turn it back on me, right? You know, it's like, you always make it about me. So, you know, that's, that's how therapists uh, and nurses argue. you <laughs> So I try not to do that. Just, so <clears throat> then the last one, the fourth, is um, the defects of samsara. Samsara means the, the cycle of confusion and misery, and um, doesn't always mean just personal samsara. It doesn't mean our personal craziness, because uh, we continue to practice. Everybody in this room will at least, uh, you know, be a stream enter, right? If you're not already, you'll have some realizations, um, but there's still going to be. Know, the messed upness of the world right that doesn't go away there's not you know back in the 60s late 60s um, my, my two spiritual things of development were um, doing some uh, Dharma practice and uh, listening to Qi Chin Chong records and getting high right so I figured those would end the Vietnam War <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See it worked <laughs> So uh, there, there's still going to be, you know the same the stuff's going on. We'll have a different perspective from the perspective of awakening and, and compassion, but the, the, you know the political system will still be there.) <clears throat> So we reflect on that. that that's inspiration, actually. But we, we don't we don't expect to be free from uh, physical pain. We don't expect to not have any more losses. We don't expect unreasonable things, right? All the karma that uh, we created, you know, the many past lives, we're, we're still going to experience, right? So, it, 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 when we say in the teachings, like, your karma will be purified, sometimes that's said on an ultimate level, but on a conventional level, it means like going forward. So, the four thoughts that, that's how, that's a good way to begin the training and practice, which together. Uh, makes uh, Shambhala journey, but with, with this Lama here, I have a very high bar, so uh, it's difficult practice. So, uh, and we we can't use in my personal practice and in our tradition. I I can't use some skillful means that. Or unskillful means, whatever, that other teachers have used. So we can't use alcohol or drugs to kind of loosen ourselves up socially and feel better. We have to do the Dharma practice. You know, I can't say, oh, well, okay, I'm just going to have different consorts or Kama mudras and we're going to do some sexual tantra and that will speed. We don't do that. So we can't use that one, right? Um, we have to do right livelihood, so we can't do uh, can't do any. I can't do any funny um, financial business. Right? Financial business is more than just like you know funny stuff. Means like if you give a lot of money, I can guarantee you <laughs> will yeah will get something. Uh, you know, um, you know, or more realizations, or or more access. Um, you know, I, I think some people in this room who have been major contributors probably can attest. Like, I don't seem to get any more better access to love than other people. What's with that? You know, yeah, it's just flat. It's flat, like that. So, so we don't do money trips. We don't do sexual trips. We don't do drug trips. um Hopefully not even power trips, which are power trips are always based on threats, like, you know, or threats and promises. Like, if you do this, you'll get in trouble. If you do that, you'll get a reward, you know. Not, not, not many skillful means left, right? Or there is just the basic skillful means, like, just let's present uh, just Dharma. In other words, the, the Buddhas just teach. Let's just tell the truth. <clears throat> Besides, I have things that are much more annoying. Um, like uh, many people, obviously, and around, Sanghas around the world are, are willing to kind of put up with a lot of, you know, stuff, right? Different sillinesses, right? <clears throat> Um, as long as you don't tell them no. So, here, the most difficult practice, the most difficult training, is when people say, Lama, I'd like to go do this impairment, and then I go, no. No one wants to hear no. That's the most difficult practice. (laughs) Or Lama, I think I've had... uh, some realization of emptiness. And sometimes people have, you know, but sometimes I say, well, no, that's you know, that was just something else. Or I think I've attained shamatha, and I go, no, that's level two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Out of nine or ten or sometimes eleven, you know, like and that that, that blows people all away. Whereas if, you know, I was doing some other precept breaking, they'd go, well, of course, that's crazy wisdom. So, you know, okay. But as long as I can just do what I want to do. So that's difficult practice. The difficult part of the journey is when the guide is saying, actually, we're walking or hiking up very difficult rock face or, uh, I don't know, El Capitan or something. And the guide is saying, you know, you're we're roped up together so so please anybody done technical climbing yeah so uh, I've just done a little enough to know Like I can't do this <laughs> you know, I was like because you have to be perfectly coordinated and the, the leader you know so to speak is really going to say well we're doing this and you really got to do this put the you know uh, what's it called piton or something you know like that, because lives depend upon it. <clears throat> so that's the difficult part of the practice, but it's the way up uh, a steep face. So that, that is true, you know, Vajrayana training, which includes the tantric style and the Mahamudra Dzogchen style, because you're climbing like that. So that's the hardest part, is the discipline and, you know, really learning how to do it properly. So when I say no or or then I say you have to do this practice um, or training and then people kind of go oh gosh but I was right halfway through that book or <laughs> something you know or oh I'm doing oh well you know like that don't you think so so the only the only skill I mean I have which is, which is you know it's just like actually just telling the truth and just doing high level high level dharma, right? Just there's no other I don't have any more arrows in the quiver. Just, I got one shot. That's it. Just like choo. So let's have a little discussion and then uh, I think I've been mean maybe too tough like the last couple of times it said, well, let's power through the break, but then I see people squirming. <laughs> so, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll have five minutes of then discussion, <laughs> and then 11.55 take break, and then back at 12.10. Yeah. So, also, I'd like to stay here and people come up and say hi. But, also, I can't stop from saying one advice like, Go go to the bathroom first and then talk. <laughs> so
0: <laughs>
1: Okay. Any do we have the microphone for people? Yeah, yeah I just obviously the talk is so crystal clear <laughs> or boring. I don't know, but
0: Thank you, Lama. Sometimes I think you're talking right to me <laughs> based on everything that we've talked about in our darshan. But I I understand that it, there's, uh, we're all on the same mm. uh, journey. And uh, so I'm grateful. Um, I have been, so I, I have three trainings that I have been doing, the shamatha, um, tonglen, and tara. And usually I get the shamatha. And one either the tonglen or the Tara, and I I can't seem quite to get both, except for when my kids are at their dad's. <laughs> um, but um, and I usually do the shamatha first. That I'm finding that uh, I'm I, I think that I'm going to answer my own questions, but I'm going to I'm going to ask for some confirmation. My practice feels a little uh, like a little dry, a little. Um, low in lung, I feel like my lung is down and um, so I'm thinking that maybe I should put the tara, make sure I get the tara in after the shamatha and if I only have time for the two give a break on the tonglen for a little while Um.
1: Uh, you know maybe I -hmm. mean it depends upon what you know uh, uh, you know, it, it is, comes down to motivation, right? So, uh, we have to develop, you know, the bodhicitta. So, that, that's the thing. So, um, on just kind of simplified level, um, we could say conventionally, like, shamatha practice is boring and Tara practice is kind of interesting. Right? Kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, in some sense, it does make sense to kind of go, okay, well, let's start with a practice that's interesting because that'll stay me engaged. Right? But, on on the other side, um, it, it can, you know, it can be a little bit of a trap. That you know, I'm going to go with what's interesting. So, and kind of try to ignore what's what's tends to be boring or, or a little bit, you know, too challenging. But on the other hand, sometimes it's okay to do what's interesting to get a start. So, <laughs> but no matter what, it's it's the motivation. No matter what, you know, is we have to check. We're checking the motivation all the time, like that. Um, so uh Vajrayana motivation is, is um always uh, like real world, it's complex. So we're we're motivated by bliss and freedom, you know, in a sense going forward or in the present maybe, and also motivated by you know, getting out of a burning house. So two are always going on at the same time. And Doubly motivated by we're doing whatever we can to liberate others. So th- there's always that kind of thing. There's always that dynamic going on. So if if we're doing, um, or you always want to do kind of something that has those two polarities, which which means if, if we're doing something out of interest, then 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 you have to come and say do something that's boring but you could switch it around you know like that <laughs> you, yeah that's a good question yeah James has one there so thank you Lama yeah how do we know when our shamatha practice is advancing uh, a lot of times you don't which is why we, we have to meet but um, generally you, you want to do it I mean just on a basic level you're, you, you want to go I, I'm willing to do this I'm, I'm, I'll do it again I'm willing to do more I mean we could be you know totally pursuing the wrong we could be driving in the wrong direction but generally if you don't want to do it that's indication that we're now progressing so I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, but um, many times people uh, will just stop practicing, stop training. Um, so there has to be that. Well, I still I still want to do this thing, so that's very important. And uh, two big ones for all of our uh, Shambhala journey is. Um, we're going to be developing more patience. <laughs> so that that's huge. And then secondly, uh, people are going to start looking more intelligent. we <laughs> um, we're going to we're going to which which highlights how like just Heartbreaking is when people are, are, you know, making bad judgments and decisions or, or just caught in things. It's heartbreaking. You know, it's, it's like working with, um, you know, just be a little, you know, working with someone who has a severe eating disorder and, and they're beautiful and of course they're going, you know, I'm fat and, you know, it's, it's horrible, right? Horrible experience. So... But, but people seem more, more and more intelligent. And at the same time, you know, making these kind of funny, funny, not funny, but weird mistakes that just kind of, you know, like pull you off. So it's heartbreaking. So we could say, well, people look really stupid. But we're, we're actually really smart people uh, with, uh, you know, uh, knowing things that aren't true. <laughs> So, we were talking about this earlier when I was meeting with my Dorji Kaung, like, we, we just know the wrong we know things, but they're wrong. <laughs> you know So it isn't just ignorance, like we're not aware of something. We're very sure about something that happens to be wrong. <laughs> and so we're, we're just going slightly off the mark. So uh, that, of course, brings forth a lot of compassion we wouldn't be so... The problem is, like, Marigpa or of vidyas is so close. If it was really far apart from wisdom, we'd get it. We'd go, well, that doesn't make sense. But it's close. See, so that's, that's why it's hard. It's close. So, if, if we're doing even the most basic practice up to doing, you know, Anattara Tantra Yoga and Sobchen, if if people are looking like wow, they're they're just these beautiful, smart people and and we're willing to be patient with them, and then that's sign that the practice is going well. And that goes for us too. if If we're getting more and more short-tempered and people are looking stupid and go, we're going down a nihilistic path. So even though it looks like you might be having a lot of distractions and you think you might be you know kind of a self-judgy kind of person like many people are in the West, uh, but you're developing more patience and, and things are looking just more vibrant, you're willing to work with people then you're, you're making some you know, real progress because generally of course if we're doing the uh, journey um, fully um, you know uh, new problems arise we just get a better set of problems it- <laughs> So if you're doing shamatha correctly, then you're eliminating in a sense one kind of obstacles and other obstacles are arising. But by that time, we've developed the skills to do that. Correct? So it's very important to remember that um, uh, the night before uh, Shakyamuni had his realization experience, he was really attacked by obstacles you know we traditionally call them maras right if if the practice was this this kind of like steady kind of like you just kind of gradually you know slide into uh, then that wouldn't have happened right but because he had developed the bodhicitta then uh, he was able to work with those fundamental obstacles so the climb gets harder as we get toward the summit. That's really important. But it's okay to turn around and look at the view every once in a while. Right? That's okay. Summit means you see things 360. It's a good metaphor because uh, uh, in Zogchen we talk about spheres. Does anybody know what uh, Tibetan for like What do we call spheres? You can say it loud, like, Tile, yeah, so, spheres. You you start feeling kind of, you actually start feeling spherical. So I make a joke, like, sometimes you feel like uh, Dyson vacuum cleaner. (laughs) You feel like you're rolling around, uh, kind of cleaning things up.
0: This has been a Lion's Roar Dharma Center recording. For more information, Visit Lions